Welcome to the Hacksaw Podcast. I am Everett, joined by Jordan. Say hi, Jordan. Hey, everybody. <laughs> what do you think? I I like it. I, I like I like your <laughs> I like your uh, your uh, of mice and men intro voice. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wasn't going for that, but I'll take it. I just figured since we got the audio actually sounding good, I should try and yeah. This is uh, this put is a awesome. little bit more of a. A little bit of a. We figured it out. My voice. We figured it out um, after uh, after a good month of a trial and error. We figured out how to how to sound not like you're listening to ISIS radio chatter uh, in in some kind of uh, dial up Kurdistan situation. Um, we actually sound uh, like we we halfway know what we're doing. Yeah, and luckily it only took us one episode to figure that out. So. Yeah, exactly. One episode. That's exactly. See, that, you know, that, that's that. That's exactly what it what it was. Um, Absolutely. But, but we're on to episode two. Uh, we last episode we covered Christopher Nolan, and uh, this time we are moving on to somebody that recently has you know he's been he's been uh, making some waves online. He's been he's been kind of back into the spotlight. Uh, we're talking about Elon Musk. Yep, we had to do it. We had to do it. This guy has just been like, just just been batting a thousand. But obviously, he has like some sort of uh, uh, giant mechanism of a PR team that's that's churning out this these these weirdo statements. Yeah, exactly. Well, as as most billionaires do, they have a a lot behind them when it comes to PR and making their public image look as positive as possible. Elon Musk, though, somehow manages to screw it up horribly, no matter what. The coronavirus what. is dumb. Yeah, it's fake. It's stupid. Viruses are stupid. Everybody's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those are some, uh, we are paraphrasing a little bit, but those are some quotes from uh, some of his recent tweets on Twitter. And this is when I really started to... To not like this man so much. I have only become aware of Elon Musk over the last, I'd say, better part of this last decade or so. Before that, I wasn't really too familiar with him. And it was oh, yeah, only... it wasn't, he wasn't really making like too many waves and stuff like that. He was one of those guys that he was, he was making a shit ton of money. I feel like he, he came more into prominence after the passing of Steve Jobs. After Steve Jobs There's passed... There's a hole! <laughs> you know, there needs to be another cult of personality... <laughs> Um, a billionaire who is uh, a tech genius and uh, creates all these amazing things to make the world a better place. He just like the day Steve Jobs dies, he just like is in the mirror, like trying on a turtleneck, just like staring, just like trying to absorb the powers. Give me your power. <laughs> give me your give me your energy. Allow me to control the masses. Maybe, but I think he decided to. Stay the course his own way. We should start off by like what he's most known for. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. this guy, you know, if, if you don't know by now, he's the uh, founder of Tesla, of, uh, of uh, SpaceX, recently just, just launched a rocket into space. Like last year, he was, uh, I, I think it was last year or the year before, he was test launching uh, by launching garbage into our atmosphere uh, in the form of a sports car and other debris that'll be up there for the... I don't know the the foreseeable future. Uh, just uh, adding to the giant uh, space equivalent of the Pacific garbage pile or trash island. 
that's going to eventually plummet down to earth and kill us all. Uh, He is the owner or founder of uh, PayPal uh, and various other internet sort of startups. But let's get into it. Let's get into Elon Musk's early life. Let's get into where this this young South African boy uh, got his roots or where he came from. But yeah, before we do that, um, I want to clarify a little bit that a little bit of like about what this podcast is about is that when we uh, talk about hacks, we're not talking about the more obvious kind of targets. You know what I mean? Like we're not going to do an episode about, say, Uwe Boll. We're not going to do an episode about Donald Trump. You yeah, know? no, it's like, well, I mean, for once, it's I mean, I guess it's kind of what we would call low hanging fruit thing like. Yeah, we want to talk about the hacks who are the ones who are highly praised. The ones who that's that the key. Have a lot of kind of a fan base around them. Sort of like the last episode we did with Christopher Nolan. That was our jumping off point because so many people just seem to love this guy's they just work. Just fall at his feet and, but, and we don't understand why. <laughs> but there's something very wrong here and we need to just explain why. So, with that out of the way, yeah, let's uh, get into the beginnings of Elon Musk. Poor boy from South Africa. Quote, unquote. Not really. Quote, unquote, poor boy. I mean, he really, they, they like to push that narrative. So Errol Musk, who is Elon Musk's father, uh, they were on a trip to England uh, aboard uh, his plane, and they just planned on selling it once they got there. And... Something happened. It's very vague. Yeah, they, they don't ended up talk buying about a, it. Yeah, it's just like we we flew to England, we sold a plane, and now we have an emerald mine. You know, you you take a trip somewhere, <laughs> you decide, hey, I'm gonna sell this thing, and then I come back, and I oh, I I I just have this thing now. You grew up like during apartheid, and so like I imagine being white in South Africa during apartheid is gonna be pretty okay for you. You know, because like you're basically like you have like a insane white privilege, like from the very beginning of your life, like like so much privilege that it's 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 on the ends of the extreme of the scale. That's not his fault necessarily because he was just born there. But it definitely had something to do with the fact that the amount what he was able to achieve, like what he was able what was available to him in that country um, in terms of like schooling, education, all that kind of stuff. Right. So early on in school, he decided to get really into computer programming. That ended up being his passion. And then uh, apparently that was something that he that was mostly self-taught. Yeah, it was like right around the time that like uh, DOS came out. And actually, I want to tell a story real quick. Um, Something I did find in this article uh, that was uh, interviewing Errol Musk. It was the only article I could find. Uh, with Errol like interviewing him at all. Reading the article, it was definitely like, there's there's no way that the, some of the things he was saying is true, but it just sounds embellished, like off off the bat. But uh, the story that Errol Musk told about young Elon is something that like I swear to God, he just like watched a movie or something, and like like he watched a Beautiful Mind or something like that, and like <laughs> and uh, and just kind of recanted the story, but. Uh, Apparently, like, Elon really, really wanted to go to this, like, convention about DOS. 
like or about about the new DOS system for for personal computers, personal computer. <laughs> His father was like, "Ah, okay, whatever." Like, you know, you know, he kept begging him and begging him and begging him, and then his dad finally agreed to take him to this thing, and then he takes him to the convention and uh, finds out that like, oh, like, yeah, we don't, we're not gonna allow your kid to just come in here and like watch this. This is for adults only or something. Like, for some weird reason, like they just they didn't really want him there but his father was able to talk the guy there into letting elon just sort of like sit in the aisle or sit in the back against the wall and watch the presentation and while he was doing that errol went next door to the fucking bar and got shit housed <laughs> and uh when uh he came back to pick up elon who was who who was there in like a little you know a little suit he was like a little 10 year old in his little in his little you know Young Sheldon suit, <laughs> and uh, he uh, goes to go pick him up, and he's and I guess Elon is sitting there in the lobby, uh, surrounded by a bunch of other guys there, and they're all like enamored with like what Elon is saying, like, and they're all like super impressed, and they're like, somebody shouts out like, "Get this kid a computer!" <laughs> and uh, one day he will create electric cars that hardly yeah, anyone this, can afford. This kid's gonna lead the generation to the to the singularity. Like this, this boy's got it all. It's like I'm like, okay, come on. This is like right out of a fucking movie. Like this is right out of a you know like he's one like of the, Dexter from Dexter's yeah. Laboratory. He's just like little Dex, little Dexter, and uh, it, apparently after that. Uh, Errol got Elon like a, a, a big ass giant computer and like you know he got him. A Those bunch were of the only discs. sizes back then. He had to yeah. get a big ass giant, a big ass giant like fucking garage sized computer with the big fucking spinny like reels on him and stuff. He got him one of those, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, he just went away. He started programming or started learning how to do that. And he got so introverted to the point where it's all he ever did. Like he didn't have like too many friends, at least what, from what research we've seen, like he didn't have, he wasn't really like involved, like socially. He wasn't a very social kid. He was just like one of those kids that was just in his room all day on his computer. Something very, a lot of us can probably relate to. Right. But yeah. Well, that's one thing that I've noticed about looking up his upbringing is it's really not much you could say about his childhood that's uh, no it's nothing really like that 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 crit he does hint at his father being abusive or being somewhat of a like you know a, pretty much a hard ass and just kind of a dick yeah and they've been estranged or or he's been estranged from him for quite a while now so oh yeah that's that's pretty much it so yeah like the last thing about his dad is that you know he pretty much just like cut ties with his dad uh, when his dad decided to marry his 30-year-old stepdaughter at age, when he was in his 70s. And that was of recently. And, like, I guess ever since then... <laughs> yeah. I guess ever since then, it was like, all right, we're, we're going to be done with you. I yeah. get that. Elon went on with his life. Uh, he went to college for a little bit. He kind of hopped around from hopped different around colleges. He stuff. spent, like, different amounts of time at each one. Sometimes, like... A year or two here, and then like some places, like just like super briefly, and then in the mid '90s, he just really wanted to get started on the whole worldwide web. The internet, the information superhighway, was check it out, Dad. I'm surfing the web. Yeah, it was getting, it was coming right into our living rooms, and it was this new thing. We were all getting our AOL. Uh, 50 free hours of AOL CDs in the mail. And oh, save them up, man. Stacked up. 
you know, it was it was quite an <laughs> exciting time. So his first company they created was this thing called a uh, Zip2, which was kind of like an internet yellow pages for yeah, it was like an internet phone book for, for businesses. For businesses, yeah. So it was something uh that was pretty practical for the time. I thought it was a really good idea, honestly, just because, like, if you think about it, it sounds dumb now, but back then, you gotta remember, like, there was, the internet was, like, there was nothing there. Like, I mean, there was porn. There was porn, there was, like... But that was it. There was, like, porn and, like, Yahooligans, and I think that's it. I think, And then you had, like, ESPN News or something like that. That was it. There was a place you could go online and read, like, Garfield strips or something, maybe. Yeah, you could download Garfield comics and stuff. <laughs> Takes nine hours to download a panel of yeah, Garfield. Yeah, just one image, just slowly <laughs> loading. <laughs> Takes one, like... Two All right, minutes. so so it's Monday. All right, next image. Oh, shit. All right, I'll come back. So that company, I think, was fairly successful. It was around for several years, then he sold it, and then he sold it to Compaq Computers. Yeah, remember Compaq? Yeah, it was my first laptop, my first couple laptops, Absolutely. I think. Absolutely, yeah. Good thing he sold it to them because, you know, he ended up getting paid pretty well. He made $22 million off it. Oh, my God. And $22 million in, like, 90s money is, like, $4 billion today. Yeah, he could have made the uh, Avengers with, uh, with that budget or with that much right there. <laughs> he could have made at least half the Avengers movie. He could have made Avatar for yeah. that, you know, if he adjusted that for inflation. And after that, he basically took some of that money and he created uh, PayPal. And A lot of people don't know that, actually, about him. That's where he really first started to make his mark, I think, publicly. Because PayPal, I remember when it first came out, back when I was in middle school or high school and I started getting into uh, sites like eBay and bidding on stuff or selling stuff. And it's still around today. I still use it. Oh, I still, yeah, I still do too. It's great. I mean, and it was pretty revolutionary, honestly. Yeah. It it was uh, because that's one thing that wasn't really figured out a whole lot up to that point, which was, and this was set, and this was something that um, a lot of people were, not so sure about uh, in the early days of internet was making transactions. Yeah. It was like, you know, people are pretty like hesitant to probably do something like that. Right. Like say when Amazon first started out, it was just selling books online. It was just an online bookstore and people, a lot of people were like, Oh, I don't want to like put my card information onto the internet. Who knows where that's going to go. And nowadays we do it all the time. And well, I mean, in all fairness, I mean, it's always been mostly fine. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you really think about it, identity theft does definitely happen. Uh, it's it's a common thing, but it's not like you know one of those things where it's like, you know, every it's the same. It happens the same as like you get mugged and robbed in real life. I think sure. you know what I mean. I I feel like it has the same kind of frequency where it's like. If somebody commits a crime against you, whether it's online or anything else like that, I feel like it happens with the same amount of frequency. Like, when was the last time you got robbed? Well, you it's hear like, all the time about identity theft. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's the point and I was getting to. Is it that happens? Like, sure. That but like fucking like I'm sixty minutes or like Barbara Walters is just one of, uh, up there doing her job, which is scare the shit out of everybody in the whole fucking country constantly. Like. To, like literally going on 60 minutes like in the in the early 90s like telling everybody that the devil is real 
and like and that he's living inside your children's Ouija board and like he's he's inside the and Dungeons and Dragons is a satanic ritual that you know they're bringing demons into your life like they literally did like you know all that fucking uh what's his face Geraldo like doing that whole thing about the the West Memphis 3 like 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 basically like selling those kids up the river and like they did it all for ratings they were like they realized back in those times that scaring the shit out of people made really good ratings so i think they did the exact same thing with like cybercrime it's like they would have like a cybercrime 60 minutes where it like scared the shit out of everybody well he actually ended up selling the company to eBay in 2002 and that got him another $165 million. So, Big payday. So that was quite a step up. So right now he's riding high. He's a young millionaire. and Where we, what, what time period are we kind of looking at here? As far as his age? Like or? when he sold PayPal. It was like two, early 2000s? Yeah, I said uh, 2002. Oh, okay. So he then started to kind of switch gears a little bit. And he's like, well, I want to still be involved in tech innovation, but now I'm interested in solving global problems, particularly climate change. Yeah. This is when the altruism comes in. Right. So Tesla was formed pretty soon after, after uh, maybe a half a decade or so. And, Tesla's a huge company. It's actually the fourth most valued auto company in the world. Absolutely. And yeah. I mean, it's 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 really like carved its name out by like being one of the the foremost luxury vehicles or luxury car companies out there. Let let me let me stress that word, luxury car companies because the one way you solve global issues like combustion engines and greenhouse gases and pollution from cars and stuff like that by making electric sure yeah let's make all electric cars but let's make them all cost a hundred thousand dollars because that's how you get every that's how everybody gets an electric car that's how you solve the issue is you make luxury items that nobody can afford therefore it becomes more of a status symbol than it does an actual solution to a problem yeah electric cars were not were not a new idea. Absolutely not. At all. There had actually been an attempt to make a electric car go mainstream quite a bit earlier, uh, which was a, a project done by GM, and I believe the car was called the EV1. Oh, this is a crazy story. Yeah. So back in the, the early 90s, this was uh, a project that came about. Um, there's a pretty good documentary about this whole story, too. It's called Who Killed the Electric Car, and that came out in... The mid two thousands, I believe. Go and watch it; it's crazy. Yeah, they actually did a kind of a, a an update on it too. Oh, did they? Yeah, okay. because now that electric cars are more common, yeah, and, you know, hybrid cars and all that. Do they, they come out with a new movie? Yeah, they can't. Well, I haven't seen it, but from what I looked up, it seems like it's kind of like an addendum. Like oh, we're gonna yeah, kind yeah. of attach this. I mean, on top. still the the story that the the this story about the EV one though, even in the original one, is is crazy. Yeah, it was actually a, a pretty popular thing. It was the first mass-produced electric car of the time, and it started out in the mid-'90s. It was making some headlines. There was actually a lot of people who ended up getting a, uh, what do you call it, like a, t a prototype or a test model. But then uh, it suddenly all just got discontinued. Huh. I wonder why. 
I wonder why the I wonder why uh, there being an alternative to gasoline would be something that somebody wouldn't want to come out. Yeah, it's probably something to do with the oil lobby or yeah. the fossil fuel lobby. Absolutely. There's uh, quite an established thing we have going on in the United States as far as how we fuel our cars, and it's going to take a whole lot to. Well, honestly, what 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 I think that. what I think happened was, and, and reading the story about the EV one is that a lot of people were on were up for it, were ready for it, and the the fossil fuel companies were like, oh, people probably won't even like be interested in electric car. You know what I mean? They'll probably be like, like, what is it, a fucking golf cart? Like, what is this shit? You know, that's fucking stupid. But, so uh, after but was, they were really interested in it. People yeah. people wanted one. And it sucked because after it was all discontinued, the people who actually all previously owned one had to like give them back. It was just That's the craziest part about this story. To own one. So they're all sitting in a junkyard somewhere. They had to give them back. The yeah. people that pre-ordered the EV1 that paid money for it, um they the fossil fuel lobby got it to be like illegal to have one or something and they got it to a point where the people who owned one literally had to just give it back. Did they get like a refund? Probably. They were just repossessed. I I imagine there was some sort of refund uh, because, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I can only assume. It's not really. I just don't put it past it's them. It's not really. It's <laughs> so like just be like, no, you don't get your money back either. Um, yeah. From what I've read, the only one that exists currently is is in a museum somewhere. It's in the Smithsonian. Oh my god. So there is evidence that does exist. So anyway, for a brief period of time uh in the two thousands, or for most of the two thousands, I should say, the electric car was just kind of a dead idea. And then Yeah, it was dead, it was killed. It yeah. was murdered. And then, you know, <laughs> there was that Al Gore documentary that came out. Remember the in in, 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 in Truth? This was in like two thousand four, two thousand five. Yeah. It was a big deal. I never saw it, but the polar it. bears are dying. I read the synops. I read the the summary. I I get it. Yeah. No, it's a it's a good actually it's a good movie. Um, it's got some really good points. Uh, I mean, if you haven't seen it, I mean, I think it's still relevant today. Yeah, I'm not knocking the documentary. I'm just yeah. saying I didn't see it, but I get what it's about. Yeah, and absolutely. I think this kind of brought about a popular. Um, well, it brought back an incentive to develop more green energy solutions to certain uh certain um machinery that we use like such as cars so it wasn't even really talked about before that documentary came out right well issues such as climate change have have been around or have been talked about since i think the 60s or 70s yeah, a lot longer than people think but now that more research has been done and more evidence has been collected it's become an even bigger problem and it's not something that can be just really set aside as at all anymore and absolutely not so elon musk he yeah. feel, he feels uh so he he's gonna come out with he's gonna start this whole company he's gonna he's gonna start tesla he's gonna try and get electric cars out there but this comes back to what i mentioned before is that uh these cars are just they're not affordable cars like if you're going to uh try and solve the problem of combustion engines and try and solve the problem of everybody polluting the air and stuff like that. You don't do it by putting out, you know, a hundred thousand dollar cars. Nobody's going to, nobody, the, the majority of people can't afford them. Even the, the base base model, like the model S or something like that of Tesla today, I think at the very minimum, it's like at 35, 40, 40 grand, somewhere around there. 
Yeah. And like, that's even, that's a luxury vehicle. That's, that's expensive for a car. I mean, if you think about like the majority of people of, of cars out there, I mean, I would say like the average price of a vehicle is probably around like, you know, five to 10,000, you know, like maybe like you, you can, you can go as high as 15, but like I, people don't spend that kind of money. The majority of people don't spend that kind of money on a car. And unless you have like, you know, some crazy awesome tech job, Right. Well, they've become yeah. kind of a, well, a Tesla has become something of a status symbol. It really that's what it's become, yeah. It's become something that you own that you show off because, you know, I have an electric car myself. I have I have a Nissan Leaf. I bought a used one. It's it's like 5 or 6 years old, but I got it for like 10 grand, yeah. you know. Yeah, and, yeah that's uh, that's fine. That's very affordable for me. Uh, you know, there's a certain appeal to the Teslas, but they're just like you said, they're just not really in the price range for for most people looking for a new car. And, and it's not like the car is like uh is like super cheap and he is um it's not like the car itself is like a cheaply made car and he's just marking it up a lot. It's like it's it's what he's deciding to do with the car that makes it expensive. It's like he's not using like he's not going for efficiency or just going for a car that just is a, is a decent car, but it's electric. He's going for a luxury look. He's going for a luxury stuff. He's going for the luxury interior with all the gadgets, all the touchscreens, all the stuff. He's going for that aesthetic. So obviously, there's it's not a markup. It's just the actual price of the car. And I just think that, like, sure, I have nothing against Elon Musk for wanting to do this. Like, if you if that's just what you want to do, you want to make a luxury electric car, there's nothing wrong with that. The problem that I have is that he's kind of hiding. He's kind of like hiding behind this altruistic, like it's for the environment type thing. And and that's just not the case. It's, it's just really not. Yeah. And now there's a uh, much more affordable options available. If you're looking for an electric car, there's lots of different ones to choose from that are much cheaper. Yeah, than... Honda's got one. Uh, Nissan's got one. Yeah, like, Chevy's got one. Chevy's got one. BMW's got one. They, yeah. There's they, they, there Ford's are options. Got, out Ford's there. got one. There there you know pretty much most car companies are are on board with the electric car thing now, or at least doing hybrids. So Discount, it's not like yeah. Tesla's your only choice. And the thing about Tesla too, not just being you can a, get your Tesla merch too it's not online. Just, you can get your fucking <laughs> Tesla T-shirt. You, you can know, get your Tesla track pants. You can get so you can like drive your tesla or in your tesla zip up hoodie and yeah walk in walk into fucking el gauchos like fly as fuck you know this is you know like you said it's a luxury it's and, a luxury item a luxury item and then you know it's it's he wants to make like the sports car of of electric cars the one of the main criticisms i have towards the whole being better for the environment thing is like yeah obviously electric cars are much better for the environment than than combustion combustion engine cars but the thing is you you still have to make more cars yeah and that takes oil (laughs) and that takes resources that also consumes and harms the planet yeah and and it still creates pollution just manufacturing the cars even like recycling centers where they where all your recycling goes and they sort it out they have giant fucking smokestacks that pump out, you know, smog into the, into the air. Like it's like that place just 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 recycle, just actually like the process of recycling your recyclables causes pollution. Right. So Elon Musk, 
here's how it goes. Elon Musk was driving to work or driving to his office and he was stuck in traffic and he thought it'd be cool if I drove a car that I want to drive. And I think this is a good point to bring in to the next, th- uh, the next thing, which would be his next problem, which would be traffic and roads. And he has a particular solution to that problem that uh. the more you think about it, the more you read about it, you really see what a when you think about it for more than five it minutes, it's it, it's just like one of the it, it, you will get a headache, like it's it's one of the worst ideas ever. Um, so Elon Musk, like, let's go back to Elon Musk sitting in traffic. Okay, he's on he's in his Tesla, he's playing fucking Donkey Kong on his on his screen with his self driving car. He's got like a fifty seven inch screen on his on his dashboard that he's he's watching Avatar. And he's playing Donkey Kong at the same time. And his car is just, like, driving itself. And uh, he's thinking about putting in something that'll blow him, too. He realizes mm-hmm. that, like, he's getting real sick and tired of being on the same road as all of these fucking peasants. As all of these, like, dirty plebs that he has to share the road with. How gross. Look at them in their Toyota Corollas. They're disgusting. I don't want to be next to them. And they're, they're going to get some of their dirt on me. So what he thought of was, like, what if I had, like, a tunnel that goes from my fucking mech warrior mansion to my job? That I just, like, get into my I get into my self-driving car, you know, I can play Uncharted on the way, and I can fucking uh, just go straight to work. No traffic whatsoever. And that idea is what's been called the Hyperloop. Yeah, it's an... Elevator high-speed tunnel system um, designed by Elon Musk. Well, not designed specifically by Musk, but it's a Tesla project. Right. Right. Or is it the Boring Company? It's the Boring Company. That's right. So Elon, like, you know, he just sort of, like, uh, with all the money that he's made from, like, just PayPal and, and, like, just his companies and and the reinvestment and the Tesla and all the money that's made – um, he just kind of started like starting all these little companies everywhere. Uh, he started up SpaceX. He started up uh, the Boring Company, which is a company that does machine boring tunnels. Get it? Fucking get it, huh? But yeah. um, it's pretty funny. It's There's pretty... one thing that um, Elon Musk is well known for is his jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come over here, a two dash starfire angel slash asterisk five two my son get over here i'm gonna tell you a joke (laughs) spacex has actually become quite a a big thing now but the boring company yeah they started the the hyperloop project and the hyperloop project is Mm -hmm. is 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 the process of digging several like honeycomb style tunnels underneath a, a major metropolitan area to kind of subvert the freeway system. And what these tunnels are is, is they're essentially, they have like an elevator system to where you're on a surface street, you pull up to the little platform, it locks your car into place, and then it elevators the car down into the tunnel and then locks your car into like a little sled type situation. And then it shoots the car at like 150 miles an hour is what he was trying to say. Like that's the speeds that he wanted is like 150, 160 miles an hour. Just shoot you through this tunnel. And like, I guess like 
everything is controlled by computers and sensors and stuff. So it's like, everything's like perfectly aligned and perfectly like you're perfectly distant from like anybody else that's in the tunnel. And then you just like pop out the other end and you, uh, you elevate her up and you're at your destination. Sounds great. Sounds, sounds awesome. It sounds, sounds cool. It's like a total, like, you know, it sounds like it could fix traffic because it takes away the control of speed to people and gives it to computers. So things can be perfect. But when you think about it, digging tunnels underneath giant cities is the major flaw of the entire project. It's not, everything else is fine. It's like, yeah, you can hook a car up to a sled in a tunnel and shoot it. It's, it's fine. But the process of digging a tunnel at all in a city is a massive undertaking. So massive that, like, the idea that, like, what he wants to accomplish with the several miles of tunnels just seems so far out of possibility that it's just insane to talk about. Well, when Elon Musk became the brand Elon Musk, this is when you st he started thinking about projects like this because he's been sort of seen as this kind of Tony Stark kind of figure, which is that, look, the government isn't solving the world's problems, but I can because I have a vision and the only thing holding me back is all this government and red tape just standing in my way. You know, look, I could make things better. I can, you know, but what he's talking about really, it's not real. It's magic. Yeah. This well, there, is, there's that. What's that saying? Like AM, FM thing where it's like, it's like this thing in like the scientific world. It's like AM. It's like actual machines versus fucking magic. Yeah, where it's like there's certain things that are actual machine possibilities and there are certain things that are called fucking magic, which is just like, you know, Star Trek level stuff where it's like, yeah, like we don't we don't have teleporters like we don't have that. Like that's not that's not that's something that we don't understand how to do. And that's magic. And this whole the whole I mean, one thing about it, too, that I just thought about was, OK, this thing is going to be about a what, like 900 or somewhere between 900 and 1000 miles long. What happens if, like, you lose power or something? Oh, anything. If anything fails. The main issue with the Hyperloop is something that we can relate to because Jordan and I, we live in Seattle, and we recently had, uh, last in the last decade, we had our own tunnel boring venture. Uh, one of the biggest, the biggest tunnel boring machine ever created was used here. And it's called Big Bertha. And the, the project was to essentially do on a small scale what Elon Musk wants to do on a large scale. And the small scale was replacing a old, decrepit, uh, double-layer double, double freeway called the Viaduct that cuts right through the waterfront in downtown Seattle. It's called the Alaskan Way Viaduct, and it, uh, it's cracking. It's going to fall over. If you have an earthquake, that shit's going to collapse. Like it's, just, it's, just, it's just old. It needs to go. So their whole thing was like, let's just tear the whole thing down and then we're going to dig a tunnel underneath and we're going to turn it into an actual like just freeway tunnel that goes under the ground. So it restores some of the skyline. Some people living there can actually like see past into the ocean and not just stare at a shitty freeway. And um, the project was supposed to take like a year or two and it was supposed to cost somewhere around, I don't know, like $100 million or something like that. And the length of the tunnel it was supposed to dig was two miles, two miles of tunnels 
and it was supposed to dig, you know, relatively quickly. It's one of the biggest tunnel boring machines ever made. Uh, as soon as the project started, it immediately ran into problems. It immediately ran into problems with uh, groundwater, with soil, with uh, the the heads of the of the of the actual drill breaking way more often than they expected it to break. And they were digging underground to the point where they had to deal with actual pressures, like atmospheric pressure. And so the people working in the tunnel under there, in order to actually like work down there, you have to go down there. You have to go into a pressurized chamber and sit in there for 30 minutes so your body gets acclimated to the pressures down there. And then you can go work for a certain amount of time. And then when you leave, you have to go back in the pressurized chamber. And the reason why this is important is because it adds on to the amount of hours needed, the amount of man hours needed to actually get this project done. So you have all these little ins and outs uh, to do to, to get this thing done. And every single month they were running into a new problem. There was actually one point where the drill completely failed, completely broke. And they had to actually drill a hole from the top of the surface street down it's directly down into the tunnel uh, at like a 90 degree angle to actually like pull the, the drill out from the top because you couldn't back the drill up. You couldn't actually reverse the drill. So they had to go through the top. So they had to dig a whole new tunnel and that took another, you know, six months or so. This project went billions of dollars over budget. Uh, the actual like surveying of the land, like it just, it, it was a nightmare and they only had to go two miles and this thing took, several extra years to complete uh, they finally did complete it but it was just a huge nightmare it actually it cost a lot of people like politically like it cost a lot of people their seat in an in office like it costs a ton now that was a that was a project that was going two miles elon musk wants to do hundreds of miles of tunneling and just uh reading up what i what i what i i'm not an expert at all about like digging boring you know tunnels or anything like that but what i did see is that like stuff that like makes sense like uh for example you can't dig in certain places that have certain types of soil you know if it's too soft if it, it, it could collapse on you if it's you know it's too hard it's going to break your drill up um you can't dig in places that already have like water lines and power lines and all kind of stuff like that that's all got to go and got to be moved uh, you can't dig in certain areas because certain people have property rights that extend down into the earth. Like you can't like technically like when you own a piece of property in certain places, like you own the soil underneath of it too. And you own all of it down there. So you're going to have to like buy or like buy out all these people. And like Elon Musk has a lot of money. He doesn't have that much money. Like he's a billionaire, but he's not a trillionaire. You know, <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, where is this money coming from? And the only thing that I could think of that would actually even make this project happen or even begin to happen is he would most definitely need like government intervention. Yeah. And at that point, especially for a project of this scope, think of like of all the different counties and cities and property owners and businesses that you have to get approval from in order to continue, I think it'd be impossible. What happens when one guy is like, nah? Right. <laughs> what happens when one guy is like, nah, you can't do that. Nah, nah, you can't drill, you can't drill here. Nah. And then they got to go to court and that's going to take another year. You know, it's like, it's, 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 it's just becomes this whole thing where it's like, 
you can't just you can't just do that like you know like technically yeah you would think that you could but you might not even actually physically be able to with what's underneath the ground you know some of these cities are not built on very stable stuff like sometimes they just like they're not even some of these cities like when they were first founded weren't actually really meant to be huge cities like just think about la in general it, it was founded as a little frontier town it never it just kind of blew up and became this big sprawling metropolis like yeah or same with seattle yeah seattle, seattle wasn't a really logging a, town seattle wasn't a very huge city until like the late 1960s or early 70s when a lot of companies started to start here you know you think like boeing microsoft, microsoft yeah. yeah starbucks you know a lot of these major companies that are worldwide yeah you know yeah, reinvested back into the city and they billion built dollar it up. companies yeah. now but yeah everything you said there about the hyperloop just kind of goes to show just how, just how dumb he is. I mean, I'm not saying Elon Musk is like an idiot. No, he obviously he's extremely intelligent when it comes to certain things. When he's he comes a smart to like, guy, like, yeah. I, I'm not saying like he doesn't know about engineering. I'm not saying he doesn't yeah. know about computer programming. I kind of trust he knows what he's talking about with a lot of that kind of stuff. But he just goes so far out there with with it's more of like his entrepreneurial self talking than it is his logical self talking it honestly like i would not be surprised if the hyperloop and and some of these other projects that he's talked about were never meant to come to fruition like they're literally just things that he's saying to try and drum up some kind of uh some attention right and i think this kind of comes comes to the point where Elon Musk is mostly held up. He's mostly held up his status because of his support from his fans and his government subsidies. The cult of Elon Musk. Yeah. His companies are very popular, but they're mostly held up from just handouts he gets from the government in a lot of places and from his donors, from his stock, from his, uh, his shareholders. Well, his companies seem to be held up by like, they don't seem to be companies that really make money. Like they, they don't, they don't really like do anything profitable. Like Tesla, like, you know, recently, uh, was, was going through a situation where, especially with the virus and everything like that, like Elon was basically keeping his workers there well into the pandemic working <laughs> like well into when they shouldn't have been there it, it's it's pretty obvious that he was downplaying the whole virus and he was keeping them working the whole time and a lot of people got sick and you know it's just because tesla was not gonna make its numbers it was not gonna break even and he had kept them there working and they did they broke even and they did all right and the stocks were going way down they kind of bounced back a little bit well he saw that the next quarter was coming up and he yeah. saw an opportunity to increase the number of zeros right. in his net worth and said... What about four more zeros? Okay. I'm at $39 billion net worth. Let's get that into the 40s. Yeah. I know I 39. can. I'm not going to walk around the fucking gala saying $39 Because when you're worth that much money, a, flip, a certain flip switches in your head. When you become worth tens of billions of dollars, the only thing you really care about at that point is like, I don't want to lose any money. I just want to make more money. Which, you know, or you don't even necessarily care about making more money. It's more that you just don't want to lose more money, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, and it's also you just it, it becomes like a like a competition. 
in a way. Right. So it's like you're mostly just like at that point, you're mostly just like competing against other billionaires to become richer. It's like the only thing that I can imagine is or just or or to gain more power. And, you know, because it's one of those things where it's like I imagine what it is, is that being that rich comes with a certain freedom. It comes with a certain like freeing of the soul in a way. You know, you could do anything that can you can buy with money, which is a lot of stuff. Like you can go anywhere you want in the world. You can start whatever venture you want to do. You can do any hobby. You can do anything. You can you can climb any mountain. You, 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 all this stuff that where it's like most of us like you know if we had the money we would be doing all sorts of things, but we don't because we can't afford it. But like when it comes to like you being that free, you want even more freedom and omnipotence. And the only thing standing in your way is like other billionaires. So it becomes yeah. this sort of like, uh, you know, race or competition to buy the entire world. Right. Well, like during the whole um, pandemic, he has basically said that he wants to move all of his company operations to Texas because there's less restrictions on, on businesses and their operation. He'll be able to just keep everything running as if he can just teleport his entire infrastructure all over. Wouldn't that take at least a year or two? I mean, yeah, but I mean, I, I think he definitely it's possible, you know, I don't know what that would do because like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where he's at. Tesla doesn't really make that much money because at the end of the day, it's a luxury. Like we said earlier, it's a luxury item. Luxury items, you know, aren't, it's more so like if you're a person that works in like sales of luxury items, like you, let's say you sell mansions. Okay. Let's say you sell mansions. Like all you really have to do is sell like one mansion a year. Yeah. And you're good. You know what I mean? Like you sell like one or two, like you work in like, you know, like you, you work in exotic animals and you got You got to sell one fucking Siberian tiger a year to some Sultan. You know what I mean? And you sell crystal or diamond encrusted grand pianos. If I just uh, <laughs> sell one or two of these, I'm I, set but, for the. But you year. you show up to the work at the diamond crystal grand piano like dealership every day in your fucking suit. And you're just like standing there. I always think about about people in the mall who likes to stand at like the fucking kiosks that sell like fucking like Gucci shades, like Gucci sunglasses or something like that, and they're just like standing there like. They probably only sell like one pair a month, you know, <laughs> they're just bored as shit all day. Yeah. Like I was at a, uh, I saw it was like a store at the mall in China that I saw that was selling these very high end drones that were all going for like 10, 20 grand or whatever each. Yeah. It's like, oh man, I got 20 grand burning a hole uh, in my pocket. Oh, there you go. I'm going to go to the mall and buy one of these. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hard sell. You it's know. a hard sell. Like no matter who you are, it's a hard sell. But yeah, like but, but the thing about Tesla is that it's just like that. Like you know, the numbers don't lie. Like they don't make the, the company does not have a good time making profit. It has to work really hard to turn a profit. So regardless of where the company is located, I don't think it really matters because he's he, he still can't sell as many. That's true. You know, it's like it, maybe like if he's in a place where it's like a little more conservative and they're more on on the lines of like this virus is stupid and we don't believe in it, then we'll let you have your workers there and we'll let your workers die there. It's fine. Um, you know, yeah. maybe he can make a few more cars and maybe that thing. But if you're you're just adding to your stock at that point, if you're not selling them, you're just piling them up. And yeah, like I said just a a, a moment ago. 
the thing that's really propping him up in terms of like his status, why he's like still relevant even after every failure that he has and every cringeworthy press conference that he does. Oh my god! Every presentation, the fucking Cybertruck presentation. Like yeah, everything. I like don't think we even need to say anything. We don't even about need to say that. that. Uh, no. Just watch the two minute video clip uh, and. It's 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 all right there, but his fan base is is something else. It really is. Like they it, will they will literally, if anyone really writes out or or sends him any kind of thoughtful criticism, his fans will just jump in front of the bullet for him every single time and just say, "Well, you know, hey, look, he's doing everything he can." You know, what are you doing to help the planet? He's doing more than most other people are doing. What's the problem? I've seen that statement probably at least a hundred times. It's almost copy and pasted every every time. Like anyone He literally like holds up like a fucking muffler at the at the at the at the, the, the fucking Tesla convention. He's like, This is the new Tesla muffler. You know, it is uh it is designed. You can it's Bluetooth. You can uh, you can play uh, Grimes music on it. It'll blast out the back of the Tesla as you're driving, and 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 the whole crowd will just erupt. Like it's like everything. Like even like the Cybertruck presentation. Maybe they were all plants, you know, because they didn't really like react at like the way you'd think a crowd would react when he threw a ball at the unbreakable window and shattered it. Well. <laughs> All of his public events, all of his presentations, they look like they're like they're like E three. They're like rock concerts. Yeah, they're like for yeah, like E three. It it's, looks like a video game conference, you know. I think that's what it is. Is that like the aesthetic of it appeals to like those nerds that literally like sit there and like look. I love playing games too, but here's the thing: like, just watch the the tr- look at the new games that are coming out. You don't have to sit there and watch all of e- like who the hell watches all like nine hours of E3. You know, like I know we probably won't ever have another E3 ever again. This is probably going to be a dated thing, but but that's uh, fine. You that's know. fine. But like every single one of them were just horrific things. It's just the most cringeworthy event I've ever seen in my life. But um, yeah, but that's the aesthetic that he's like going for with everything. Yeah, they'll just they just won't admit that anything he says is wrong or anything that he says is is misinformed. I he, think that's why he's like gone and just like gone full Joker with the with the Twitter because it's at a point where it's like he has an entire army that defends him. So like what, whatever he says, it's like, it doesn't matter. He has his audience. Yeah. He's, he's kind of similar to like, I don't know if I were to compare him to like, like an online celebrity, like a YouTuber, I'd say a good comparison to be someone like PewDiePie. Right. Like somebody who's like insufferably annoying, but he has like a rabid fan base to the point where it's like anything he does is like cheered. He has a certain appeal. I've, I haven't really watched any of his videos just because I, I can't. No, but I I've can't seen either, some of his. No. But I've seen some of his because it's you know it's for kids. Yeah, it's bad. But I've seen some of his stuff. Things like, kids watch are bad. But when I was younger, like ten years ago, when he first started out, I I did like see his early stuff, and I thought it was dumb, and I didn't bother to pursue it more. But now he's become this sort of icon of the internet, and he just keeps messing up by you know saying the n-word or gotta stop saying the n-word man <laughs> promoting uh you know promoting alt-right or f- 
fascist uh, kind of. Dude, that's totally that's that's just videos. That's like that. I feel like some weird reason when you get money, when you get a bunch of money, <laughs> you start. Do you start becoming more and more conservative? Because you're like, because essentially what it is, is that like, it's like, let's have rich people club and let's fucking keep poor people as far away from us as possible. And Elon Musk, he's the guy who kind of champions himself. He said on his social media at least a, a couple of times that, oh, I'm, I'm actually a socialist, but I'm not one of those crazy ones who wants to really change anything. But I'll kind of, I'll just kind of say the stuff. I'll put the little rose emoji by my name, or I'll just sort of champion these kind of populist sort of ideas, or at least I'll say I will. He doesn't really believe in anything. No, like, he's like, a, like he doesn't believe. Like he doesn't believe. Like there's nothing that he actually believes in. He just believes in whatever he has to do to like have like a good public image. Why does he even need one? Why does he even need like a public image at all? It doesn't make it make or break it for his companies or what he does. He's not a celebrity. He's not like a movie star. I understand when like a musical artist has that because you are your own brand, but like Elon Musk tried to like make himself a brand. And, yeah. and it's just like, it, it boggles my mind as like to the purpose of it. And honestly, I think it all has to do with just him being just not good at being social. I think there's that, and I think that he's gets so much positive reinforcement from his fan base. Yeah, you so, know, I yeah. think that he initially got so much of that that he got this idea like, oh, people really like. Seeing, I'm a great man. People like seeing me present, and they, I'm, I'm very awkward, so they can relate to that, and I think I'll just, I'll just keep doing. What is that. with all these like tech guys and like? It's so ironic that they all just like like him and Zuckerberg like they all talk like fucking robots. They Would all you guys talk like, like to see me get jiggy with it. Yeah, you no, know, no, 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 no. You saw that? No, I showed no, you that no, video no, of no, him no. dancing, right? Yeah. yeah, it's it's bad. <laughs> it's super bad. I thought that the the video of Ben Gibbard performing uh, a, it was like a postal service concert. I thought he had the worst white guy dance moves I've ever seen in my life. But Elon Musk like took it to the next level. And it was it even like made the news because it was so like nonsensical. It was just like everybody was just so baffled by like how weird he is, like and not in a good way. Like just like look at this guy, look how fucking weird he is. Like he's only the nightly news. Like Lester Holt's like this guy's so fucking weird. Look at him. Like <laughs> yeah, he's just he's not a good public speaker, but he keeps being. No, just listen to Encouraged. him on Rogan. Yeah, or God. on any podcast. Yeah, like I, I unfortunately I had to like watch fucking Joe Rogan. Like I don't like that guy. But um, Joe Rogan, not really. I mean, yeah. maybe back in the day, like I used to listen to his stuff and like him. But the last couple of years, it's just been really like, all right, it's all worn right. thin. I mean, you know, he's had, I don't know, he had Ben Shapiro on recently for like the fifteenth time, and it's like, how many times? Well, you see, we... Joe, like two people. <laughs> don't need to get married if they're straight or if they're gay marriage is in the eyes of the lord and the lord says that you need to get married in order to be in heaven and that's what i believe i don't care what you believe that's what i believe look there's no such thing as racism anymore we ended racism back during the when the civil rights act was packed was passed uh back in the uh late 1960s we uh that was the end of racism that was the end of racism look show me the law show me the law that says racism is okay show me the law that says that we are all racist okay Basically, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, he's a Elon Musk is a very bad 
public speaker, but you know, his fans keep encouraging him to do it. Yeah. And you know, he's making cameos. On he just, he just hasn't had friends. He's making cameos on like South Park and Rick and Morty. Yeah. And that's every- like one. Of the, I, honestly, I don't even think I'm going to watch that season just because like, I'm like, all right, no. I'm gonna. So the joke is on uh, Rick and Morty. He, well, it's himself and Rick and Morty are at this, uh, his factory and it go like they go oh hey it's it's Elon Tusk because it's Elon Musk but it's Elon Tusk he he's Elon Musk but he has he has tusks all right okay all right it's pretty funny mm. No, <laughs> it's just, oh man, like this, this man is just like, he's just like forced his way into like being a, a celebrity. Before we go, I do want to give Elon Musk uh, a couple of thumbs ups on things. Yeah. Well, okay, you know, I want to try, yeah. I want every episode, I want to try and, you know, not just say that everything sucks. I want to say that, you know, I want to say some good stuff about him too. Yeah, and we did the whole we you know, we've been roasting him this whole time. This yeah, is the mean, point during this is the point of the roast. At the end of the day, Elon Musk is a piece of shit. You know, he's you a know, piece of shit. We're that the, that's that's just we're I'm just gonna say at the end of the day, Elon Musk is a total piece of shit. Um don't listen to him, don't believe a word he said. He's a liar and a, a falsehood. Uh but I will say this. Uh SpaceX, I think overall is a good thing. Uh, you know, I, I like the idea of space exploration. I think we should be doing. It. I think we should be, you know, out there look, poking around. Probably not going to find shit, but, but uh, you know, I think it's it's important for <laughs> society to and science to progress. Now, um, it is very important that it, we go back into space again, 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 again. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, is that uh, Elon, you got to understand, is that Elon Musk is not a Nuke is not a is not a astral physicist. Uh, he is not a he's not really even an engineer. Uh, he's an entrepreneur. He's an entrepreneur who's he's a tech, he's a tech savvy entrepreneur who learned how to code, and that's that's basically what he is. I think he can speak to t- engineers and programmers. That's I think that's yeah, his thing. He oh, knows yeah. how to communicate with them. He knows he, how to communicate. I, I'd say he knows the terminology. He knows how to communicate. He, he understands to, their like, language. Yeah, he understands their language. I get that. But he he himself. He, this is like the one smart thing that he's really done of, of, of recently uh, is that is, is actually what SpaceX is. He, he pretty much just funds SpaceX and everything after that, like I don't I don't think maybe he does, but personally in my opinion, I don't think he really has anything to do with the actual nuts and bolts of the project, which it's probably obvious that he doesn't. but I think that he just names the rocket. Yeah, you know, like the dragon, the Dragon Ball Z rocket, or whatever. Yeah, it's <laughs> the Goku Five, <laughs> the Shenlong, or... the Sh- the Shenlong Dragon <laughs> Goku rocket. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I I I do you know I think SpaceX is cool. I I'm totally like fine with it. I think that we should always be, you know, working towards something, you know, in that sector. Yeah, I'd we, say, always, we should always be working on something when it comes I'd say to that, space uh, travel. SpaceX overall has been the least cringe of all the, and, and PayPal too. You know, if we go. Well, yeah, PayPal, back. yeah, for sure. Uh, but I mean, all, that was that was his entrepreneurial side, sort of like taken out. I think out of uh, I think out of everything, those are uh, 
the best things that have come about from his presence. Yeah. And I, and uh, I, a lot of the stuff they've been doing over the past several years or so has been, has been cool. And I agree. I think that space exploration is something that, you know, we definitely need to focus on our problems here, but, I, I get that argument, but space. I, I see where you're coming but from. But I think we can kind of do both. I think there's also yeah. a uh, there's a, a sector for space exploration and looking at possibly colonizing places such as the moon or Mars. I don't think Elon Musk is going to be our savior in that, in the sense that well, he's gonna he's gonna be saving somebody. He's you know we were talking about this like he's he's definitely eventually he's just gonna build the space arc. Yeah, the cyber arc. The cyber arc where he's going to fucking go on there with his weird children and uh, his other rich, you know, whatever rich nobles want to go it's on It's going to be with constructed him. on uh, the top of Mount Sinai or whatever the yeah. mountain that Noah's Ark was supposed it's to be gonna on. It's going to be launched with like the with nukes behind it so it just destroys things like as it blasts off into the air. Well, I predict I predict some kind of like spinning motion. Right. It's going to start <laughs> generating <laughs> And just obliterate everything right. in its uh, surrounding environment, kind of like a Mount St. Helens sort of thing, where it just right. just yeah, yeah. sends out a, a just a destructive cloud that, you know, and we're all going to be reaching up, just to annihilates say, a village. The world's on, the side. on fire. Yeah. You know, it's like Australia or this year, the entire world is just engulfed in flames. Yeah, we've gone to the point of global warming where like everything is just constantly on fire. And it, yeah, that, that's when he's going to take you know, the arc up. We're all crowding up or reaching up and going like, Elon, save us, save us. And he lo- looks down and he says, no. Yeah. Yeah, one guy manages to reach up onto the platform uh, by the door and Elon Musk stands there with his arms folded. He, he looks down at you. Stamping on his on his hand. Like, yeah. Fucking just starts like just <laughs> And then he starts said, crushing his fingers. And then he goes, huh, I'm pickle Rick. And then he stamps the guy's foot down and then he falls to his death. <laughs> That's my prediction. <laughs> Long live the king. <laughs> it's gonna be some kind of meme. Yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be he's gonna leave on a meme for sure. Know. Absolutely. This weird fucking weird Afri- South African face. Like Definitely, like, looks like he's not from America. <laughs> you know, at that point, he might have some kind of two-faced thing going on. Well, yeah, I mean, at that point, he probably would have been alive for, like, 250 years or something like half, that. Half robot face, half yeah. human face. He's going to be the first one that is, like, part, like, bionic or whatever like that. Like, he's going to have, like, part, like, cyber parts or whatever. He's going to look like Jax. Well, from Mortal Kombat? yeah. But I imagine that like 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 that kind of stuff is like it's gonna probably like eventually look like just regular human arms, but he's gonna have like super strength and stuff. He's got like flamethrowers that comes out of his wrists. Like I imagine like he's one of those guys where it's like he he just needs something to spend his money on. Well, he's worth uh, about uh, last I checked, he's worth upwards of eighty billion dollars now. Yeah, his net worth has basically doubled over the last year or two. That's insane. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of scratch. I think once you have forty billion, it's pretty easy to get up there to eighty, though. Well, that's that's what it is. Is that like you have a bunch of money, you just like you know, oh, I'm gonna put it in the stock market. Uh, yeah, you can put people that like do the stock market now. They put in like a thousand bucks, and like yeah, you get like twelve hundred back. But like when you have like forty million dollars in the stock market, yeah, forty you, billion. No, but I mean even just like a forty million, oh, sure, like yeah. you just like take a little bit out and you buy some shares, and then yeah, you can fucking. <laughs> But I actually heard that he doesn't actually trade stocks or anything like that, um, which is, you know, hmm. I, I don't believe that. 
Interesting. <laughs> I heard that he doesn't do that. Like he doesn't do anything with the stock market. I mean, he just he just keeps his money, but he has to increase it, you know, somehow. Well, he has shares of the companies. He's but he has his own shares. Yeah, of, 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 he has shares of his own company. Right. But I don't. I don't think he actually like publicly trades anything. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't think. I, I don't know, it's just like a weird thing. I don't know. I maybe maybe he knows something we don't. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what Who Elon knows? Musk knows or doesn't know? Or doesn't know? Nobody knows. <laughs> we just think he's a hack. And we just think he's full of shit. We just honestly mm-hmm. like he had a couple of good ideas and you know, he that, that's about it. I just think that if he ever actually tries to do any of these crazy projects that he's talking about doing like the hyperloop system, like it's just going to end in a disaster. Um, and then, you know, I think he probably already knows that. So it's like, literally, I think he's all talk. It's I, he's all talk. He's all like just personality, like trying to be popular because he was such an introvert as a child and as he grew up all he did was probably work and that's about it and he didn't really have like the social life that a normal person would have so he's making doing that weird thing that like you know people that grow up rich do which is you know basically like fake that you have friends you know right well i actually watched a i actually watched a documentary about Elon Musk that came out a year or two ago and the title of it was just called Elon Musk the real life Iron Man oh my god so this was a documentary produced by Amazon I believe and the the main point the whole thing was just so self-serving so yeah so self-serving you there's nothing negative about him whatsoever or even there was no like gray area at all it was just all very Elon Musk if there's anything negative I could say about Elon Musk it's that he he just works too hard and he cares too much. And oh my he's God. just, it's so hard to keep up with them. It's, I just work too hard. It was such an amazing experience working at one of his companies. But, you know, man, you know, and he would just sleep on the floor and he would just be always. I'm sure he did because he had no friends to hang out with. So there was no point in like leaving. The and he was just, he was just like an idea factory. He was just coming up with all these amazing ideas all the time. And I was just trying to, absorb all that genius while i was in his presence and it's just like god give me a break man yeah Uh, no way (laughs) you know i I get it but uh that's that's really what it's all about he's just um if you take like all the mainstream media attention about elon musk it's well it's it's severe insecurity yeah it's what it is it's severe severe social anxiety and insecurity like coming out in a way where it's like when you're a billionaire, it comes out in a different way than when you're like a normal dude. When you're a normal dude, you do things that are like cries for help. You know, you do things like like maybe you have like a on the extreme end, you you have like a suicide attempt or something like that that you don't really actually you never never actually like meant to go through with it, but you just wanted people to know that you attempted it, and yeah. and that gives you the pity or whatever like that. You know, it's just and then there's like the uh, the same thing with Elon Musk. It's just like, I feel like he just, nobody can actually relate to him and he can't actually relate to anybody and not for any like omnipotent reasons. It's not like he's too smart for people to like understand or anything like that. He just never really, he just grew up in a weird, he just grew up weird. 
and he just grew up weird and he grew up just like sitting in his room and nobody encouraging him to go out there and talk with anybody because guess what if he did he probably wouldn't be a billionaire for one <laughs> if he had friends and like relationships and stuff like he probably wouldn't be where he is today you know yeah yeah exactly i think that he's he's so, a pretty uh it's a lot of cries for help. It's a lot of cries for help. It's yeah. a lot of cries for help. And, and, uh, you know, you just need to watch out for that. Don't listen to this dude. You know, we don't wish any ill will towards Elon Musk whatsoever, but like, just don't listen to his crazy ass on like Twitter or whatever he's going to say. Like he's all talk. Yeah. The one thing I'll, one last thing I'll say is, it, Hey, at least he won't ever be able to run for president. Nope. <laughs> nope. He wasn't born here. He won't That's born a good here. Law. It's a good goddamn law. Tell you what, <laughs> That's a good law. He could run for governor, maybe. Uh, yeah, he could, actually. That's fine. Governors don't matter. But uh, <laughs> anyways, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we will be back with uh, maybe something that is a bit of a, uh, I guess, a, a, a yin to the yang of the first episode. Uh, or something else. We'll decide. I don't know. We're kind of running on the seat of our pants here. Uh, the first episode uh, with Christopher Nolan, if you haven't seen that yet, it is on YouTube. Jordan did a fantastic uh, slideshow to go along with that, so check that out. Yeah, thank you. And uh, if you have any uh, questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, feel free to send us a line at uh, hacksawpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, until then... See you later. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.